All right, another week, another episode of our Fantasy Survivor Show. Another one of our friends going home. It's uh, it's becoming a fun tradition, I guess, in a weird way. Um, even though it always sucks to say goodbye to somebody. So uh, definitely a pretty interesting week. This week there was definitely a lot of more twists and turns, but again, had to say goodbye to somebody. So we're welcoming on our good friend Daniel Math. What's up, buddy? Yeah, thank you guys. Happy to <laughs> happy to be here, except you know, not happy at all. <laughs> Again, see, this is the third time in a row. It shows what we know. It's somebody completely unexpected who ends up joining us on the pod here. And the way I mean, the way it happened this week wasn't as crazy as last week, but it still came down to the wire on Monday night. It pretty much came down to you and Team Mark Jordan uh, vying for that last spot available. You had C.D. Lamb, Miles Sanders going, and he had just Dak. And he was able to survive just on the performance of Dak alone, not throwing to C.D. Lamb, and the stinky performance of Miles Sanders. So I'm sure you want to talk about that a little bit. I do. And, and we can't forget that on the first drive of the game, C.D. Lamb was four inches short of having a touchdown, um, which Dak could have led him, and it would have been a touchdown. So – Love Dak, but, you know, would have liked that throw back. Could have used the six extra points for CD there. Would have won the matchup. Also, of course, you can never count on the worst team in the NFL, worst coach team in the NFL, um, Miles Sanders. You know, he'll, he'll never have a worse game again in his career. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty confident that was, you know, two carries. He got the 120-yarder. Um, he'll probably never play another game in his life with less than two carries. Um, so, Tough, tough luck on that one. And it's always weird when fantasy matchups come down to like seeing your favorite team. So like they'd obviously be a Cowboys fan. It's just so awkward when they're like clearly going to win going into the fourth quarter anyway. Yep. And like you only, but you only need a couple things to go right. So it's like you, anytime like you see like a Miles Sanders run, you're like, oh shit, like they gained like 10 well, yards, but like <laughs> I need that. Yeah, well, the Miles Sanders run that didn't happen. And what sucked was the game was actually a blowout that the entire second half. And if you remember in the fourth quarter, Dak threw about like a 25-yard touchdown to Dalton Schultz. But Dalton Schultz ran about 20 of those yards in the end zone. And that's what put Mark above me because Dak got that touchdown throw. The Eagles, it was, it was the worst <laughs> attempt at tackling I, I have seen in, in many years of watching football. They had four guys run past him, and he cut back and just ran – Easily into the end. So. <laughs> it was just an awful display of football all around by the Eagles awful. that night. And we didn't need the touchdown. So I was very, yeah. I was very upset. And I mean, what sucks too is like that's not even the only thing that went wrong for you. I mean, the biggest standout had to be the, the situation with Dalvin Cook and not having him for a week in a league like this is not good for your situation. It's catastrophic. And all season I was saying I wanted a running back. I missed out on Jonathan Taylor last week. I didn't feel like the running backs available were good enough. And so I, you know, I went big. I went for Tyreek. I tried to stack my lineup elsewhere. But yeah, that Dalvin Cook injury, you know, no, no coming back for that. Um, I think I, you know, was late on the pickup of Matheson. Um, you know, also shout out to Mike Zimmer for, you know, most, most teams when their star running back gets hurt, they go to a little bit of a committee. Um, he played 99% of the time yep. in a Abdullah sat on the bench. So, Didn't change a damn thing. Yep. Shout out to Amir Abdullah for giving me one point. Um, Could have used more there. 
Yeah, and it's almost like this little curse of Tyree Kill. I feel like he hasn't really performed for a couple of weeks, so it's going to be interesting to see what goes on there. The other thing I thought was – the other big problem was Big Ben just sucks now all of a sudden. Like, he's like a horrible yep. quarterback. And having, like, a two-quarterback league – again, like, we say it all the time, but the quarterback – the quarterbacks available are so bare that you just have to play even, like, these mediocre starters. And, like, Big Ben doesn't help at anybody at all. Like, he's just been horrible this year. No, no, he's very bad. And, and <laughs> to my point, to my credit, I anticipated his decline. And I was like, you know, I'll take a flyer on a rookie starter. Um, you know, these rookies are getting a lot of hype, a lot of, a lot of rookies starting this year. Um, so, yeah, I have Zach Wilson on my bench, who's, who's also absolutely terrible. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I have three QBs who are technically starters, but two of them should, should probably not be starting in, in the league. And you know it's bad, too, because after you were gone, I was able to get Zach Wilson off the waiver wire for $0, and there's no starting quarterbacks on the waiver wire. That's how much nobody wanted him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's he's, he's in a bad spot. I'd honestly – I think I'd still rather have him the rest of the season than Big Ben. <laughs> Me yeah, too. honestly, yeah. I Big agree. Ben, that, that one interception he threw with that camera <laughs> angle from behind him, I mean, that, that has to be one of the worst throws. Anyone. And the video of him just, like, stumbling and falling down. It's so yeah. <laughs> They're a disaster. Yeah. No, they're, they're really, really bad. Um, yeah, Dan, so I, you did say that you missed out on, like, getting Jonathan Taylor last week off the waiver wire. Any other, like, regrets or anything you wish you had done differently, like, going into planning this week? Uh, in terms of this week, no, I think, I think I kind of was, was buried going into the week anyway, in a little bit. I mean, the Dalvin cook injury, I, I drafted Hilton a little early thinking he was going to just miss a few weeks and come back. Um, you know, was pretty, pretty happy getting Jerry Judy. Um, I think I got him in like the sixth round ish. He's out, um, for a number of weeks and didn't get to play. So a little bit of bad injury luck. Um, you know, but I also was barely hanging on the last couple of weeks. So uh, I'm not sure my initial roster construction was, was going to last me very long. Um, looking it, looking into that a little bit more, is there anything you learned that you think you could have uh, taken into account for next year now, knowing what you know now, what you could do differently? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, one – especially in a survivor league with this many teams running backs become even more of a premium. And while Dalvin cook and Sanders sounded good to me at the time, uh, it would have been a lot easier for me to get waiver pickups in the form of QB or receivers than it would have been for running back. So maybe would have tried to, you know, get a couple running backs early, maybe three or four even um, just to have that depth, but it's tough tough game we play <laughs> yeah there's no uh all's fair in survivor fantasy football it's definitely a tough game yeah. um anything that any any teams that you see that you've been competing against or have been noticing around the league that you think are gonna uh take this one home everyone's been saying jp's team everyone's been giving him all the credit all uh all season but anything else you've noticed yeah, you know, uh, JP JP has a very good team. Um, one one team I would not want to slip on uh, sleep on, I should say, is the um, team ran by one Eric Mocker, the salty spittoon. Um, I think he has a pretty deep team. He picked up Jonathan Taylor. 
Um, he has some good players I like on the bench. Um, he does have Deshaun Watson, which is interesting. You know, might might want to spruce the bench up a little, but I can't say I absolutely hate <laughs> it. He has four QBs. He has Baker, Jimmy, Lamar. Um, you know, I like where he's at. I think if he can get one more running back, one more big receiver the next couple weeks on the waiver, I don't see him losing um, really any time in the next five weeks or so. So um, I, I see him making a pretty deep run. A lot of love. That's the second person in a row who's kind of shouted out uh, the Salty Spittoon. Maybe they're becoming a bigger threat than we realize. Yeah, honestly. And the last question uh, we'll, we'll leave you with is, is there any team that you're kind of rooting for going forward who you like would like to see win this thing type of, type of thing? Uh, you know, I, ne- I never like to play favorites. Um, I have to say I was pretty disappointed in, in some of my um, challenge draft picks this week. Um, I think at the end of the day, I, I'd root for just a really good guy, um, a guy who really loves football, knows it through and through, um, and that would be the team led by John T. I, for, I forget his team name. <laughs> He's a diehard football guy. Yep. Yeah, yep. Guy. I'd really like is to it, see him pull it, it off. I think he's put in the work, you know, blood, sweat, and tears. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right. Before before we uh, wrap up, I know this is a football podcast, but it wouldn't be fun without having us three here on the mic to talk a little baseball. Yes. How did you guys feel a little after that little Yankee sweep this weekend? I have to bring it up live on the pod. A lot less worried um, than I thought I'd be. I mean, we have a very easy schedule here to wrap up. If we don't make the wild card, that's on us. Um, we have our chance here playing Baltimore, playing Washington. Um no reason we can't win for the next five at least and, and get into the wild card game. So that's where I'm at. Yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty much with Dan there. It was just very annoying seeing <laughs> how like the Red Sox were have been like playing so well up until this point, and then like the Yankees have just been like they were just Losing sucking so game. bad and yeah. they've been sucking at all the games afterwards. Like, I don't know why, like they just got hot for 72 hours, but yeah. Whatever. I, I just hate these guys. I really do. I, I, yeah. So that's where I'm at with the Red Sox. Uh, we, we, we have no bullpen. Um, <laughs> our, our star closer has the yips and literally can't pitch anymore. <laughs> our two other best bullpen arms are on the IL. Um, we have nobody once our starters come out of the game. It's a complete free-for-all to try to get to the end of the game. And right now our offense is cold. And that's a that's a pretty bad combo when those two things are going. So suck, well, suck that happens. I don't yeah, know. I can't, I can't think of a more perfect wild card matchup than us two facing off, though. It would be right. such a shit show. And, be so and, and that's the best part is if it's you and us, pro- I would probably say Toronto and Seattle are better than both. Yeah, and they deserve to be in the playoffs. We, I think both of our teams are getting swept by Houston, swept by Tampa, swept by Chicago. I don't think any of us can make a run. Um, Toronto, on the other hand, I could see it. They, they have that vibe to them. Toronto's good, dude. They are. Yeah. All right. Well, that's, I think, all we got for you, unless you have anything else, Riley. Um, I think that I do have one question. So yeah. you were one of our you were one of our captains in our challenge last week, and you had the number one overall pick. Yeah. Um, can you take us through your mindset as to why you drafted Mark Jordan first? Because we brought it up on the pod the podcast last week, um, 
But I thought that you drafted Mark because you, me, and Mark got coffee in the morning and you were looking at the wrong fantasy league and his team is <laughs> better in our like in our real fantasy league than the Survivor League. So, or was there a different reason behind that? Yeah, that sounds accurate. Was he not the <laughs> highest playing player in our league? Uh, no, I, I, don't, I don't mean maybe he was at that point because he had like J.D. McKissick who went off last week. I don't even know. But yeah, so Steve-, Steve was in the room with me when I drafted. And I, I was with I, I was with you except for the mark pick. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> so there's two I, things I, here. I had all your logic, all the logic was sound for all the other picks. I didn't get the mark. So here's the thing. I'm pretty sure Mark was the highest scoring player in this league going into I mean, the that, last week. That makes sense because he, he got the idol from the challenge in week two. Yeah, right. I, I was just I was just very confused because like Steve and I have said it on this podcast before like like Mark's roster is like they just got really hot for that one week and like they haven't really been performing but his team in our real fantasy league is stacked and like is probably the best team in that league so like I was just like oh maybe it was like early and they just was looking at the wrong fantasy league instead but yeah it's absolutely <laughs> possible you know what what happens at 7 45 a.m um before I've had my coffee it, it who knows so you know really yeah really just have to have to not you know I'm not mad at Mark you know he didn't have a good week um it's it's an individual game so we we lost the team challenge. It's unfortunate, but um, yeah, I, I hope he, you know, survives another week. Um, if I can make one prediction before I leave, I think Mark, I think John Osborne's team will surpass team Jordan um, in the survivor league. I think Mark is going to be out before John. Wow. Yeah. We'll book, we'll book that. Book I'm it. Definitely, I'm definitely <laughs> in for that. Book it. We'll circle back to that whenever the first, whenever which one of them is first. Yeah, we'll that up them. Mark can call me out if I'm wrong. <laughs> and you know he will. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I'll be actually disappointed if he doesn't. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right, dude. Well, thanks for coming on. Um, you're more than welcome to stand, stick around and listen to us recap everything, but I'm sure you don't want to do that. So. Yeah, I'll hop off. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, thanks, man. See ya. See ya. And the tribe has spoken there. There you go. And I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna kind of jump out of order of our plan schedule, Riley, because I mean we brought up the the uh, reward challenge from last week up already. I feel like we can recap that first, just kind of go into exactly what went down. If it's cool. With yeah, you. no, that that sounds good. Um, yeah. So just for everybody who didn't uh, listen last week, um, basically what the challenge was is that we had two random captains, uh, Dan and Corey, and they picked the rest of the teams in a snake draft into two separate teams. Whatever team scored the highest amount of points would get a hundred and extra dollars in fab. Yeah. And uh, the team that eventually, I mean, it was actually a blowout. Uh, like we brought, just brought up Dan's first pick Mark. They were the, both the lowest scoring teams in the league for the week, which didn't help their case. Uh, and then the team of Corey picking Riley, me, uh, John Osborne, Colby Morgan, Survivor JJ, and uh, Hunter came out on top, earning an extra fab that we some used, some didn't use going into the waiver recap, which we'll get into later. But uh, it was a good challenge all around, and it was, it was a blowout, like I said. Yeah, definitely. Steve, I do want to bring up one thing. Um, 
just going back to Dan being eliminated because I believe we even talked about it last week on the podcast because um, Dalvin Cook hadn't been practicing and we're like, oh, this could be really bad news if uh, Dalvin Cook can't play because that means Dan's pretty much screwed. And I mean, great, he was able to fight back even without having Dalvin Cook, but I mean, you can only do so much. But I distinctly remember you saying that, oh yeah, this could be really bad because the net only other running back on his bench is Malcolm Brown, who's like the third <laughs> string running back on the Dolphins. Oh, I know where this is going. And I think Dan even knew that too. He's like, well, I can't play Malcolm Brown. So he picked up Amir Abdullah, who's like the third string running back on the Vikings. And what's funny is Malcolm Brown like weirdly went off like <laughs> last week. Like, and it might like, have saved him if he played him. I, it would have. It 100% would have because I think he, he only lost by like a few points. That's like crazy to think that like Malcolm Brown out of nowhere can become a fantasy savior. But yeah. Oh, this is so funny. And uh, I guess before we get off the subject, uh, it, we, we thought it would be nice kind of to have the winning captain give, give us a few words because it was such a beatdown, such a blowout. We thought it would be cool if Captain Corey Grip came on the pod and just said a few words, kind of what he, what he was thinking going into that challenge and how he was able to pull off such a big upset. Yeah, I think for me, like looking at as far as the captain goes for the reward challenge, you know, I was looking at matchups, but I was also looking at, you know, how deep some teams were, who was on each team, you know, you can't pick teams based on past success. That's not how fancy works, okay? Every week's a new week. You can't if, – if a team's the hot one of the highest-scoring teams back-to-back weeks, that doesn't mean anything for the next week um, based on a variety of different factors, injuries, maybe there's different matchups. Um, so for me, you know, I wasn't looking at – you know, there were teams that were picked for, for, um, for Dan's team that had performed really well the first two weeks. But I wasn't really looking at that. I was looking at, um, you know, the depth of some teams, certain matchups, and and teams overall that I thought would help me uh, win the reward challenge. And, um, you know, I try to keep it simple. You know, so I think sometimes you look too much into matchups. It, it, everything's something, but matchups aren't everything in fantasy football. You got to really trust the players that you have um, and, and just look at how deep some teams are. And that's kind of what I did. All right. Thanks, Corey. Thanks for coming on. It's definitely insightful. It's always good to get in the mind of a war general, always <laughs> deciding his next moves. So that's always yeah, good to hear. Great gameplay there from Corey for sure. All right. So now I guess we'll get more into the meat potatoes of all of this. Um, let's just talk about what was going on around the league. There's definitely, um, we talked about the biggest news being like Dalvin Cook was like a very late scratch, um, but there, we definitely had a little bit more. So, Steve, any other major news you wanted to hit? Uh, I mean, the first thing that's absolutely massive for any fantasy league going on right now that we need to talk about, and especially uh, impactful to this podcast in particular, the injury to Christian McCaffrey and how it affects uh, Team Morgan over here. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's definitely, definitely not great at all. Um, it, it was really worrisome because – he only was able to score me six points on Thursday, which is when we were recording like the week two pod already that week. So um, I kind of knew that he like I was going to be in trouble. I thought I'd be a lot more screwed than I was. Luckily, uh, a lot of my guys on my team was able, were able to pull it together. But like COVID Kirk or Cousins off here was having <laughs> a great game. I, but I don't know how much that's going to be able to happen next week. So unless Elijah Mitchell can come back and take control of that backfield again for the 49ers, I'm really, really nervous that this might finally be my time. 
Yeah, I mean, it's when you have the best player in the NFL go down, especially in a 16-team league, like your your second and third picks aren't nearly as good as you need them to be to kind of survive. It's lucky you've made some good trades and good moves throughout that keep your team in, uh, alive, per se. But, I mean, that's – I mean, it just adds to the adversity, adds to a thing you're going to have to deal with for sure. It's not ideal. Yeah, the only thing that I'm – I, if I really think if I can just survive one more week, once we get down, well, I think we'll, we'll only be down to a few more people to where the league is like more of a reasonable size. So the, right. the waiver wires are, you can already see they're, they're definitely getting better than like people who are on them the f- first couple of weeks. Uh, there's a little bit more people you can pick and choose from. So I'm hoping if I can just survive one more week that I can be able to have like my really solid pick of the litter here. But, um, yeah, honestly, the biggest thing that that really screwed me was going back to Team Jordan. It was our, our friend Mark bid like two over two hundred bucks for Chuba Hubbard, which like I mean I I definitely needed to get Chuba Hubbard to kind of pick up McCaffrey's role, but I, I was not going to pay two hundred dollars for him. So he definitely got me there too, which is not yeah. definitely not good. <laughs> yeah, I mean there there's a lot of things I kind of want to say about that. I'll, I'll like I'll save it for when we get into the waiver recap because. I think there's a whole synopsis and a whole 30-minute pod we can do on the decision-making of Mark Jordan this week. But, um, I mean, looking at other news and kind of notes from around our league, uh, this would be the second week in a row I kind of want to issue a public apology on this pod. Uh, Last week I apologized to Mark for shitting on his team, and maybe I shouldn't have because it turned out I was kind of right just a week early, uh, and his team was the second lowest this uh, this past week. But uh, this time I want to apologize to Team Osborne, Eddie George, uh, I think the, for at least five minutes last podcast, I was saying he was in danger and I didn't like the way his team looked. And he dropped 150 points this week. Absolutely incredible, led by Josh Allen. So I don't think he was the highest scoring team in our league, but he was definitely one of the top two or three. So just a shout out to him and how he was able to prove me. And I think you wrong too. I think you were kind of with me on that, like right, Riley? Oh, yeah, no, totally. I mean, John's team was the last team picked overall in the draft. So, like, we're all kind of worried about him going on. Um, but no, I mean, it's really just this like resurgence of Cordell Patterson as like a reliable fantasy football player. Like he's just kind of keeping John afloat in this and Najee's catching passes for him finally. And obviously Josh Allen had his monster game. Um, so yeah, that was definitely, definitely a good run for John. It was definitely good to see. And I know we joke about him all the time, but team pal still chugging away. I mean, I thought he, even if you look at his, his roster right now, you'd think that how is this guy still even in the league um but he's still he's making his way around everything's going coming together for him i mean he's getting he's getting a huge winner's head i mean at this point it's like how is this man scraping by managing to survive auto drafted just his team on paper doesn't look good has no quarterbacks it's just incredible to watch this story play out and it's hard not to root for him yeah no definitely it's definitely funny i love seeing it yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the major stories going on. Uh, looking ahead to next week, I mean, some owners have a little bit of interesting dilemmas going on. T. Higgins isn't going to play tomorrow night's Thursday night football game, so Team Shane Powers and John T. might have to figure out what they're going to do about that. Uh, the Salty salty Spittoon has already gotten shouted out on the pod tonight. Uh, A.J. Brown probably going to be at least limited. A.J. Brown has an injury history. Who knows what's going to happen with him? So it's definitely not a good look for Salty Spittoon. We'll see what he does kind of deal with that situation but i think that's pretty much it going on yep no uh i think that's pretty much it any any other teams you're really worried about uh 
looking ahead because I, I, mean, I, I do have one team I did want to shout out. I mean, you go for it. Um, I'm getting I, – I always hate talking about another man's business like this, especially when it's come, when it, I'm probably so close to being removed from this league myself. But um, I think Jake DeGrucia's team, while it looks really nice on paper, none of his guys have been able to really come together. Like, this is a, a roster that consists of uh, Clyde Edwards-Elair, Julio, Odell, and Juju, all guys who haven't really been um, doing that great. He's really been kept afloat by having Derek Carr here as his only – real cal- starting caliber quarterback and so uh it's crazy to say <laughs> yeah no it, it's nuts he, he was able to get miles sanders off the waiver so maybe that'll be able to do something for him but after seeing what miles sanders just did to, to dan i don't know about that one yeah uh, miles sanders single-handedly pretty much ruined dan's season so i don't know how much he'll be a help to jake and yeah i think you're right it's like his players are doing enough to keep him afloat but he's been in the bottom two or three probably every week so far so he's got to be very careful. These are all like the fantasy players in like a regular league where you're like, oh man, like I want to trade them, but everybody else is like really aware of like how bad they're doing or like how much <laughs> they, how much they think you should be valuing them. So whatever you want isn't realistic for the other person to give up. It's like exactly. all, it's always yeah. one of those things. It always happens with some some guys. Yeah, it's it's not good for him at all. All right. Um, yeah, let's pivot into more of the uh, the waiver wire uh, recap here. Um, so yeah, we already touched upon um, like getting Tyree Kill and uh, like Chuba Hubbard and everything. There were a couple deep discounts that I was very very surprised by. Um, I guess my biggest one was the fact that CD Lamb went for really not a lot of money, all things considered. Like no, no, not at all. Like only 105 bucks. Like yeah, yeah. And the I'm, I wonder if it was maybe weighted out just by the higher names demanding all of the bids, and CD kind of snuck under the radar. I kind of regret not bidding a little bit more for him. Same here. Um, but yeah, and then I think I I mean I need to bring it up again. I Mark Jordan's been a team that I just can't stop talking about on this pod, and I I can't I we can't not talk about his waiver decisions this week. Um, he, I think he bid exactly $200 each on Chuba Hubbard and Henry Ruggs, two fine pickups. No one's questioning, uh, no one's questioning the pickups themselves, but those $200, if he bid them, he would have been able to get, uh, Dalvin cook, Tyree kill anybody he wanted. And instead he ended up with those two players. I'm curious what you think about that. Yeah. So I definitely think it's, it's questionable considering it, the names that he acquired, but I also in a weird way can understand it because again, what we're saying is we don't really know how Mark's team is going to be looking moving forward. And yes, like, even though he, he does have the idol, um, these are a list of names going in that his team has been kind of just flying by the seat of his pants off like JD McKissick, big games or something like that. So um he also lost James White, which is a big problem for his running back situation as well. So I guess maybe if he figures that I'm either going this week or next week, unless I start making big moves anyway, that he was just like, let me just spend all my money on like two guys who can help me out a little bit early. Now, why he picked Henry Ruggs over someone like CD or Dalvin Cook, or I don't know, maybe he just thought that they'd be going for, um, that some of these guys would be going for more money than that, but yeah, I, I don't really get it. Yeah, I think 
the the gameplay deserves a round of applause. Like it's definitely, I think, a good move for him to go out and spend a shit ton of money to try and make himself safer in this game, especially with the position he's been in the last couple of weeks. I guess it's just the question of the players themselves. I mean, we'll see going in the weeks going forward, kind of if it was a smart move or not. Yeah, no, yeah, we'll definitely see. Um, yeah, I guess the other one was uh, another thing was Captain Corey Grip paying $240 for Russell Wilson, which, I mean, again, it's always nice to have a, a really studly quarterback, but um, I really haven't been that impressed with Russell Wilson this year, and I feel like that was, a, that was a lot of money to be given for a guy who has been pretty solid, but nothing transcendent. Yeah, and I mean, I kind of look at it as a sort of, like, where are you allocating this budget and what's the upgrade for? Like, he bid $240 for a good player in Russell Wilson, but he's upgrading from Sam Darnold, who, like, kind of has been pretty good this year. So is it really, like, that much of an upgrade that it's worth spending $240 of your budget for? I, again, I don't have the answer, but we have to question what, whether it's going to work out or not. And, and I, I think the last thing I want to touch upon the waiver wire was something that you'll only see in a Survivor Fantasy League, and if you saw it a different league, everyone would say you're absolutely crazy, was our friend Jake. Uh, adding Ben Roethlisberger and dropping <laughs> Justin Fields. Like in any in any other fantasy league, that's crazy. But in a week-to-week one where you're just playing to survive, like I guess like it kind of makes sense because of how bad Justin Fields was. In the fact, they may not even start next week. Yeah, I mean, like we kind of brought up earlier, the quarterbacks are at a premium here. And I mean, I picked up Zach Wilson, who might be the worst quarterback I've ever seen. And I'm happy that it was for free. Because I just needed a third quarterback in case something happens to one of my quarterbacks. But it just shows that, like, this league is with the way quarterbacks are treated. Every single week when someone gets eliminated, the quarterbacks are going to fly off the board unless you're able to take advantage. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right. So that was pretty much everything that happened uh, this week. Uh, what can we look at moving forward? What's our next week's thing? Uh, so next week's challenge, uh, actually another hidden immunity idol is back up for grabs, which obviously, as we indicated a few weeks ago, is huge for this game. Uh, it keeps you safe if you play it before a week starts and you have the lowest score. You won't be eliminated and it'll be the team with the low, uh, second lowest score. And uh, this will actually be the second and final immunity idol that will enter the game. We're making that clear up front. This isn't a new school survivor where there's going to be 17 idols and one rehidden after it's played and everything. It's just basics, two idols, and that's it. So this will be it for that. Uh, how it's going to work this week instead of the highest scoring team, all you have to do is have the highest scoring player in your starting lineup for the week. So if Pat Mahomes, say, gets 40 points and no one else scores more than that, whoever has Pat Mahomes, uh, which in this case would be Colby Morgan, he – he predicted that he might have an edge in this challenge, but we'll see. Uh, and if that's the case, he would receive the idol. And if for some weird and odd reason that the highest scoring players on the eliminated team, it'll go to the second highest eliminated, uh, second highest scored player. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I think Pat Mahomes is definitely an odds on favorite to win this one. The other two names I wanted to call out was uh, I think John having Josh Allen again, Josh, Josh Allen, uh, and the Buffalo Bills are playing the Houston Texans, who are a pretty horrible team, especially on defense. So I think that may help him as well. Um, and then the uh, I was also going to give a shout out 
to uh, the team that with Alvin Kamara on it because Alvin Kamara and the Saints are playing the Giants and the Giants are absolutely horrible. I think he would just run and catch and just like destroy them. Yeah, another interesting name to bring up too, which has been a sign of disaster in this league is Tyree Kill, who's already been on two eliminated teams. But he's the type of player you want in your lineup for a challenge like this because he could put up 50 easily without even a question. True, and and a Team Jordan with Travis Kelsey too. Um, maybe Mark could pull a James Clement and just get two idols. Yeah, turn himself into the biggest threat out there, even though his team isn't that good. That'd be interesting. Uh, yeah. That'd be honestly pretty cool. I'd love to see how that would play yeah. out. Yeah, same here. All right. Well, I think we touched upon everything for this week. Anything else you'd like to add? Uh, not really. I mean, uh, I just once again want to remind everyone to give us a follow on all of our socials at, at Pod. Uh, NBA's coming around the corner. It's really close. Only a couple of weeks away. It's actually crazy to think about. I know. Uh, yeah, we'll hope to have some more content on that platform coming soon. And as usual, our QB rankings and this pod will be out weekly for the NFL season. Um, and you can follow along with our league. It's in the bios of all our socials and everywhere and on the pods and whatnot. You can find it pretty much anywhere if you want to check out what's going on throughout the week because it's there's too much. We can't really go into everything. But, I mean, that's pretty much it for this week. Yeah, no, uh, this is definitely a good good combo. We touched upon pretty much everything. I'm very much looking forward to next week, which I really do feel like we're going to have the first uh, host slash guest on the episode with me. Yeah, so yeah. maybe I'm reverse yeah. jinxing myself. I don't know. Yeah, and then I'll, I'll give you a solid interview. I promise. Yeah, if it comes that'll, be, that'll be great. With uh, with our prediction luck though, it's probably going to just be me eliminated with you interviewing. I, well, hey, well, yeah, still, still the same <laughs> thing. Only two hosts. <laughs> Anything can happen. Man. We've been dead wrong with all three of our predictions so far. Yeah. Um, I, did we make an official prediction? Who we think's going home yet? I don't think we did. Um, no, I mean, I I'm. We both brought up Pledge Mile, right? Yeah, I That's think it's either going to be me or Pledge Mile. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to lock in my prediction for Pledge Mile, um, which is out of nowhere. I know. But Team Pal and Team Osborne, they kind of work their way back into the tribe. So it could be anybody at this point. Yeah. Well, whoever it is, we'll definitely be talking to them next week, breaking this all down. So, uh, all right, everybody, uh, have a great night, and uh, we'll see you guys next week.